Welcome to Breaking Through Business, the podcast where we talk about things that are keeping small business owners from getting traction and what they can do with it. I'm your host, Tabitha Shever, and I have with us today our guest, Debbie Corey, who is the owner and CEO of AccuMaxim. AccuMaxim is a strategic CFO service company that helps business owners increase cash, maximize their profits, and scale their businesses and create a financial roadmap to break through their ceiling. And what I love about Debbie is not only has she put herself out there, she's um, been experienced. She has done it on her own. She has done it with other companies. She's done it for other companies. She's published books. She speaks. She is all over the place. And awesome at helping small business owners. And her and I align so well because we're both committed to helping those business owners break through the ceiling. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, breaking through the ceiling really around those cash flow drivers and really understanding their financials because the numbers are where it's at, right, Debbie? The numbers are where it's at. And a lot of times business owners are scared to look at their numbers and I encourage them to look at them at least once a month. Absolutely. So um, you and I serve similar size businesses. And so um, thinking and talking to really within the 10 to 250 employee size organization, when you're at those organizations, when you're at those companies, what kind of challenges, what kind of struggles are you seeing in today's day and age? We're in this post-COVID world. Uh, people are trying to, to get it back together, trying to come back in, in person. Um, how is that impacting people's financials, how they're thinking about planning, budgeting, all of those sorts of things? Well, I've seen two things happen and it's really interesting, actually three scenarios. So I see business owners that have been embracing the um, what happened after the pandemic as new business opportunities and they're thriving. I've seen other business owners just um, frozen by indecision. That's like the worst thing you can do, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to make a move because you you just don't know how it's going to come out. Well, the secret is none of us know how it's going to come out. You've just got to make a decision and go forward with it. And, you know, the, the other ones are constricting. They're, um, instead of expanding their businesses, they're they're actually downsizing. And I discourage that. And um, we can talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, one of the biggest things I'm seeing is the fear, the uncertainty, the doubt that what's going on in the marketplace, are we going to have a crash, you know, anything around those? Um, are you seeing a lot of concerns there? And I, I am. And I want to remind people that we have an economic event in this country and in the world every 10 to 15 years, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you talk to an economist or whatever, you, you can't live your life in fear. You just have to plan for your future. And one of the things that um, some businesses didn't have was cash reserves or lines of credit before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And if you have those two things, you're pretty much prepared for anything that that'll come along your way. Those are two really important parts. If somebody doesn't have those things, what do they need to, what's the first steps in order to get those? So they need to determine um, how much do they need to meet their payroll, like a couple months of payroll and have that set aside. And then if you don't have that today, no worries, you know, skim off 10%, 5%, whatever you can start socking away to make a cash reserve that makes sense for you. And the other thing is to go to your bank and get a line of credit. You've got to get a line of credit when you don't need it. Now, I want to repeat that. Bankers will not give you a line of credit when you need it because they're in business to make money just like you. And they've got to know you've got the cash flow to pay them back. So what you've got to go to the bank is when you don't need the money. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's obviously, you know, a, a handful of key documents or things that they need to have ready and prepared. Um, do you have any resources or would you point a business owner someplace to make sure that they know what they need to have gathered? Or is that just something their banker would provide? So typically their banker will I'll tell them they need a personal financial statement, which is, you know, what is their personal net worth? They'll need to provide the business tax returns for a couple years, and they'll need to provide um, a current profit and loss and balance sheet. Those are the basics normally to get started. And then they'll want to secure some kind of asset, accounts receivable, inventory, or something for that line of credit. All right. So other scenario, you already have those things in place, but you're getting ready, you're planning, you're preparing for this great market crash. What should be, what should the owners be thinking about doing planning for? Expansion. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Elaborate. You're the first person I've heard say, let's expand. <laughs> that seems counterintuitive. So let's talk about it's that. It's counterintuitive. <laughs> so why, why would I say that? That sounds crazy. You really need to emphasize your sales, know where your sales pipeline is, know what clients you have out there you can possibly close. Your current clients are always the best places to start with new sales because you offer lots of services a lot of times that they don't know about. And so that's a great way to expand your network. And, um, you know, a lot of times people will, will say, well, the other thing to look at is your expenses. And that doesn't mean cut people. It just means a lot of times with growing companies, we forget what we were spending our money on and it may not align with where we are as a business today. So those should be reviewed every quarter to every six months to make sure that those expenses are still in line with what you have going on in the business. Yeah. So I love, I think you just triggered something for me part of, you know, the EOS work that I do is getting everybody clear on who they are, where they're trying to go. And you got to bank or push your financials up against that vision that you set as well. And so we talk about that really early on, like, who are you? Where are you going? What are your 10-year targets? What's your three-year plan? What's your one-year goals? Um, But then you know, there's only really one tool in the EOS workbook or box that really talks about financials, and that is the eight cash flow drivers. And so to stop and pull that tool out once a quarter and to take a look at it, um, I, I think we probably should be doing more often. We probably do it probably once a year in the program. And so um, you're suggesting looking at it maybe every every 90 days to six months. So can we talk about the eight cash flow drivers tool just a little bit? Help Absolutely. Us- Perfect, because I, I think it's a tool that is incredibly underutilized, as you, as I just pointed <laughs> out there. Um, but there are eight cash flow drivers. So there's eight levers that business owners can pull in order to help improve their cash flow. Would you teach everyone that what those eight cash flow drivers are? I would be happy to. Um, price, what is the cost of the goods that you're selling or your cost of sales if you're a service industry? It's your labor. So I want to remind you about that. It's what your labor costs to deliver product. It's errors. How many errors are you paying for to customers? Is it errors in product? Is it errors in service? Those all cost time and money. Your AR days. This is one of my favorite topics because we love to talk about sales, 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 but if we don't collect the money, guess what? No cash. Mm-hmm. So that <laughs> AR day is really important to make sure that we've got good cash in the company. Um, G&A expenses, which is um, an abbreviation accountants love to use, and it's your general and administration expenses. So that's your sale, what you're paying for your salespeople and the people in the office that help you deliver your services and products. Um, Compensation, what are you paying your employees? 
service time, you know, how much time does it take to deliver your service? And um, the time it takes to deliver it has a great impact on how much service you can deliver in a single day with one person. I've always thought of the the service time as like um, the analogy at a restaurant. If you were ever like a waiter or a waitress, right? Mm-hmm. The faster you can flip the tables and you can move them through, the more revenue you can make. So I think that's a big one that we often don't think about. So good one. Thank you. Keep going. We, I spend a lot of time with business owners on service time and they find it very valuable. They learn how that can help them push more production, making sure that they still have a balance with their employees. Because, you know, I'm not endorsing we work employees to the bone. That is not what service time is about. Mm-hmm. It's about balance. Yeah. And then um, ancillary sales. And I like to call these revenue streams. What other revenue streams do you have in your business that you're not directly involved in? So it could be an online program. It could be a webinar that you put on. It could be a knowledge base that you charge a subscription for. There are all kinds of ways you can make money on what you're doing now. One of my favorite examples locally is um, Katie's Pizzeria. She was a restaurant and when the pandemic hit and they had to close all the restaurants, their company figured out how to freeze their pizzas, instant freeze their pizzas and deliver them all across the United States in 90 days. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a huge shift. That's a business model shift. That was a business model shift. They still do that in addition to the two restaurants they open here in St. Louis. So when life throws you lemons and curveballs, there's always another opportunity for something. I mean, think about the printing industry and where we are today, where where the printing industry changes. Change is the only constant thing in business. So you've got to think about what are your best practices and the things that you can do. Absolutely. So that is a a wonderful list of the kind of eight areas that business owners can and should be examining to figure out how they can increase their cash flow. And it sounds like some of them are sort of reactive, like let's cut some costs and some of them are proactive. Let's create some new things. Um, Is there any particular area for 2022 that you think is the, the area that most business owners should really focus on? They need to really be thinking about. Price. The time to do an I, a price increase is today. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why. We're paying more for employees. We're seeing um, wages go up. And to have good employees, we've got to pay more money. If you're a service industry, a lot of times service industries tend not to raise prices. And, you know, it doesn't have to be with your current clients either, if that makes you uncomfortable. Raise your price for your new clients. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's lots of pricing strategies you can do. You could do a small price increase for your current clients and do a big price increase for new business. I have done this strategy with um, business owners. I've done it in my own business and it can be really scary. And you know what people have found when you raise that price, people think you deliver more value because you do deliver value Mm -hmm. and the whole ball game changes. Absolutely. So I'm going to take a step back here just for a second, because when I think about financials, right, a lot of times when I'm thinking about talking to an advisor, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to help me with tax strategies, or they're going to help me with, I don't know, risk mitigation or something along those lines. Your company's a little different because, I mean, while you certainly know those things and you do those things, it's more of like the CFO role, right? And so you're really there in a business advisory capacity. Is that correct? And and so like, how are you different, I guess, from just talking to like a CPA or or a wealth advisor or somebody like that? 
So CFOs, that role has changed so much over time. And um, we're a strategy CFO company. So what that means is we help business owners actually implement the strategy to hit those three to five to 10 year goals that they have done in EOS. And so that makes us different because there's a lot of doers in the world, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we need doers, but we also need those people that help us step outside of the business and know how to move the levers that we just talked about to gain the best profitability. You know, one of the things I share with business owners is even if you don't want to sell your business, why wouldn't you build a business to sell? Because that means it's one of the most efficient, profitable businesses that you can have. Absolutely. And some of that is letting go of the vine and mm -hmm. trusting other people. So we did a whole webinar on Delegate and Elevate that people can listen to. Um, but what else do you think that people, the business owners really need to do in order to make that a reality? You've got to concentrate on sales and know your sales pipeline and know the types of clients that are excellent for you. And stop wasting time when you're looking at your um, sales pipeline on the ones that are 50% or less probability. I always say 60% or less because what that means is they're, they're probably not going to buy from you. Spend the time on the ones that you think are 70 or more. That's where you should put your efforts. So, you know, when you're doing that lead gen and you're like, oh, I don't think there's a chance in, you know, the world that I'm going to get this, then don't spend time on it. That's mm -hmm. wasted energy. You know, stay in your lane where you think you can be successful. Absolutely. Great advice. So there's been a ton of nuggets in here about where you can focus. Um, a must do, it sounds like, is to increase those prices in 2022. There's different ways of doing that so that you can stay within your comfort zone a little bit there. Um, and so Debbie's got some great ideas for you there. And then it sounds like really targeting and segmenting your sales um, organization and getting that tightly wound. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that business owners walk away from this conversation knowing and understanding? Please get a line of credit. <laughs> Perfect. And there's, there's one more nugget. Um, I just want to make sure that your CPA has told you if you're eligible for the employee retention credit, there is still a lot of free money out there that you don't have to pay back. And that's one of the programs that the government has right now. It's not a loan. Um, it is actual cash back to you as a business if you meet certain parameters. So make sure you're asking your CPA about the employee retention credit. And it's really important. We've been processing a lot of those for businesses. How would somebody know if they qualify for that? Um, is, I mean, just asking their CPA or they're like some kind of high level parameters. I've heard a lot of people who said, oh, I've already gotten that or I don't, you know, I don't qualify. A lot of people think they have and they haven't. So um, this is a payroll tax credit. So you would know if you got it. It's actually on your payroll taxes. So you, for um, 2020 versus 2019, you would have had to have a 50% reduction in sales in quarter to quarter comparison, or you were ordered to be shut down by the government paid employees. Or for 2021, it's only a 20% reduction. If you got PPP loans in either year, you're probably eligible for ERC. So I would definitely check with your accountant. And then if you started a new business in February of, uh, after February 16th of 2020, you can claim these credits oh, for okay. every full-time employee you have that's not related to you. Perfect. So this is, yeah, it's it's possibly $27,000 per employee if you meet all the qualifications. It's a big deal. 
That is, that is. So let's say somebody doesn't have um, a CPA or is just looking for some guidance. Their CPA isn't well honed on this. Um, where would you point them? How Do you want me to have them just get in contact with you? Yeah, we do a free 15 minute assessment, no cost to the business owner at all to see if they'd even qualify. Perfect. And so if you guys want to get a hold of Debbie, her email is Debbie at AccuMaxim. So D-E-B-I at A-C-U-M-A-X um.com again that is debbie at acumaxim.com debbie it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today i thank you so much for your wisdom and your knowledge um, and for sharing that with all the business owners out there in the st louis area so um, hope to have you back again soon and if anybody wants to get a hold of you um, we'll have them go out to that email address that i just gave out so thank you again Tabitha, thanks so much for having me today. It was so fun to be here and just discuss numbers. I love them. This has been Breaking Through Biz with Tabitha Shever, and I just want to give a thank you to Family Vision Media and Dave Powell for helping us to produce this podcast. Plus, Delta is committed to helping your small business get your operations in order and to drive positive change. To learn more about Plus Delta services or EOS, go to plusdelta.com. Until next time, happy changing, everyone.